1: and a walkie-talkie, it's time for a story. Today's story is Desmond and the Moles by William Stair, Part 3. This is Part 3, the final part of this story. If you haven't listened to both Parts 1 and Part 2 yet, you'll definitely want to go back and listen to them first, because this episode Contains spoilers. At the end of part two, something strange was happening with Desmond, but nobody really understood what. Let's find out what Armando learns in part three. When mom picked us up from school, we didn't drive home. Instead, we found ourselves at the blueberry farm. I got a call from Mr. Jorgensen. He sounded very strange, but said he had something important to talk to us about. He wouldn't say on the phone. Do either of you know what it might be? I said no, and Desmond squeaked. He had a guilty look, but that wasn't so unusual for him. Desmond, do you know something about this? Asked mom. He shook his head slowly and I could see from mom's face that she was suspicious. And she didn't even know about the late night digging or the bag of night crawlers. We got out of the car and walked into the farm. Mr. Jorgensen has a barn on the property, and not seeing him elsewhere, we walked to it. The big barn door was slid open. It was kind of dark inside, but we could see Mr. Jorgensen standing in the shadows looking down at some sacks. Mom called his name, but he didn't move. She walked up to him and put her hand on his shoulder, just as she'd done with me that morning. He jumped and whirled around with a cry. His face was covered in sweat, and he pulled a red bandana from around his neck and mopped his face with it. Then he stuck it in one of the many pockets in his faded overalls.
0: Oh, you scared the life out of me, missus
1: he said after a moment.
0: My heart is a beating so fast.
1: He sat down hard on one of the sacks. Both mom and I noticed the labels on the sacks. Wonder grow, the farmer's miracle. Mr. Jorgensen was huffing and puffing, holding both hands on his chest. I thought maybe he was having a heart attack, but his breathing slowed and he smiled weakly. I'm sorry we frightened you so, Mr. Jorgensen. I called your name, but you just didn't respond, said mom. Are you feeling better? Mr. Jorgensen let out a big sigh and said,
0: I've got my breath back, but I'm not feeling good at all. I made a terrible mistake and I'm afraid your un might have suffered by it.
1: Are you referring to the failure to chatter like a chipmunk, late night digging? And a collection of juicy earthworms? Mom asked. Both Mr. Jorgensen's and my mouth fell open. She knew. I heard him digging around in our backyard around 3 a.m. this morning and saw him gobble down a fresh nightcrawler. Not the usual late night snack, especially without warm milk. Armando found a bed of nightcrawlers under his bed this morning, although he didn't tell me about it. Now I see you sitting on a sack of some sort of miracle plant food. Let's see what the Internet knows about this stuff, shall we? Both Mr. Jorgensen and I were speechless as she pulled out her smartphone and quickly tapped something into it. Hmm. Banned in Europe, restricted here in the United States. Works well on plants, but has unexpected effects on animal life. Use only in greenhouses, with government license and supervision. Got a good deal on a closeout sale, did you, Mr. Jorgensen? Mr. Jorgensen coughed to clear his throat.
0: I didn't know about that stuff until it was too late, missus. You're right about the good deal. My blueberry bushes were growing so slowly, so I thought this fertilizer would be just the thing. Make the little ones as productive as the big old ones. And it worked. The bushes grew so fast you could almost watch them getting bigger, fuller, and with huge juicy berries. But then the worms appeared. I must have used too much Wonder Grow, and the worms started growing too. At first, I didn't notice because the chickens were running around and eating them. But then the chickens started growing. They started flying, and now they're all gone. I don't know where they went. Before they went, though, they were laying eggs the size of baseballs. I was afraid to eat them or sell them. Once they were gone, I started noticing the worms. Big as grass snakes they were. But they disappeared, too. About that time, the moor hills started appearing. Bigger and bigger. "'The moles must have been collecting and eating the giant worms. "'Oh, Lord, what a mess!' "'I fenced off that part of the farm "'so people wouldn't see the mole hills, "'but they kept getting bigger, "'big as truckloads of dirt now. "'Yesterday your boys got back there, "'and the smaller one fell into one of the hills, "'down into the mole tunnels.' He came back out, but he wasn't the same, as you already know. I think he is a mole boy now.
1: With that, we all turned to look at Desmond, but he had vanished.
0: Oh, Lordy,
1: the moles must have him again, said Mr. Jorgensen. I got to call the police. That's exactly how he said it. Not yet, Mr. Jorgensen, said Mom. You could see the wheel turning in her mighty brain. Watson, uh, Armando, grab that pitchfork over there. Mr. Jorgensen, get me a powerful flashlight. We're going spelunking. Spelunking is the word for exploring caves. Before you could say Carlsbad Caverns, we were on top of the biggest molehill. Mr. Jorgensen let mom down into the hole with a stout rope. I wanted to go, too but she wouldn't let me. It turned out Mr. Jorgensen had a special type of flashlight that went around your head, so you had a powerful light shining from your forehead. And we had a set of walkie-talkies in the car. We sometimes use them on Coho Explorer adventures. So when Mom went down into the molehill, she had a light, a walkie-talkie, and a pitchfork. The walkie-talkie I held crackled, and Mom's voice came out of it. It's very dark and cramped down here. Smells awful. I can see some light in the distance. It must be from the hole in another molehill. Can you hear that? We couldn't. It sounds like chirping or squeaking. It must be the moles, but I don't see any. Wait a moment. Something big just scuttled across the tunnel, blocking out the light for the other molehill for a moment. There must be a cross tunnel ahead. We could hear her grunting as she crawled down the tight mole tunnel. Hope she doesn't get stuck, whispered Mr. Jorgensen. Then we heard her speak again. Aha, I have found the mole's larder. A larder is like a pantry where you store food to eat later, especially food that can spoil. Moles don't have refrigerators, you know. Wow, came her voice. This room is full of sleeping worms. Big ones, like Mr. Jorgensen described, but lots of little ones too. And on top of the whole slimy pile is Desmond. He seems okay, but is also asleep. I'll try to wake him. We could hear her shaking Desmond and calling his name again and again. He's waking up. We'll try to make it to the closest hole, Mr. Jorgensen, Bring the rope there so we can climb out. We slid down the dirt pile and headed for the nearest molehill, hoping she was going to that one. Just as we got there, Desmond's head popped out of the ground. We grabbed him by the shoulders, Mr. Jorgensen did. I grabbed him by the ears and pulled him out. He was slippery with worm slime. Then we dropped the rope down to Mom, who climbed out faster than you could say, Giant moles might be after me. The sound of angry squeals came from deep down in the tunnels. After making sure Desmond was awake, we climbed down the hill and went back to the barn. Well, Mr. Jorgensen, I hope you learned a lesson from this. Your careless use of the dangerous Wonder Grow caused a lot of trouble.
0: Yes, missus, I've learned an important lesson. I'll destroy what I have and never use a shortcut like that again. But what about the giant worms and moles?
1: While I was in the larder, I noticed the worms on the top of the pile were normal small ones. I think the effect of the Wonder Grow is wearing off, and all the worms from now on will be normal. Hopefully the same will happen to the moles. In the meantime... I suggest you use your tractor to put the dirt back into the tunnels so the moles stay inside until they shrink back to normal. Then instead of mountains, you'll just have regular molehills. When we got home, Mom gave Desmond a long, hot bath. And after that, he was fine, wrapped in his warm robe and a blanket. It turned out he didn't remember anything after he first fell into the molehill. Mom thought the moles found him and covered him with their saliva, spit. It is known to paralyze worms and must have put him into a mole trance. He thought he was a mole. The blueberry farm is back to normal. No more giant moles. Every time we go there, we get free pails for picking and a big wink from Mr. Jorgensen because we are sharing a secret. As for the escaped chickens, Well, here is a headline from the Renton paper, the Weekly Squawk. Riotous rooster rouses Renton. Somewhere in the city, there is a giant rooster that wakes us all up at dawn. It sounds like a fire alarm. And another headline. Poultry pests provoke police. The police finally rounded up about a dozen giant hens that were sent to the Seattle Zoo where they still live, laying baseball-sized eggs. Why didn't the chickens shrink back to normal? It makes me wonder what really happened to the giant moles. I don't know how Mr. Jorgensen got rid of the rest of the Wonder Grow. There were sacks and sacks of it. That makes me wonder too. Anyway, things are really back to normal at our house. As I'm telling you this story, Mom is in the kitchen making dinner and plotting our next adventure. Dad is in his office creating crazy video game stuff. And Desmond is behind me, on the floor, chattering away like a chipmunk. Oh, and Trooper is sniffling for food. See ya. Well, that certainly was a crazy adventure, Thank goodness Desmond's okay. I was a little bit worried about that for a while. Now, as you might remember, these stories are written by my father, William Stair, And they have things in them that are true. I really do have two children named Armando and Desmond and a dog named Trooper. And my husband makes excellent pepperoni pizza. And we do live near a blueberry farm. A blueberry farm filled with big old blueberry bushes, tasty berries, and there are chickens and turkeys there too. But everything else is made up. And I have to say, in all the times I've been to the blueberry farm, I have never once seen a mole. At least... Not yet. If you're enjoying Elderberry Tales, the best way to support us is to share on social media about the podcast and what you like about it. Maybe some of your friends would enjoy listening as well. Thanks for listening to Elderberry Tales. Thanks again to my father, William Stair, for sharing this story and so many others with us, so that we can share them with you. I'll see you next week.